NFTs are officially dead. But when you do an NFT, it might only be 10 of these songs that exist and 10 people own them and it has to be traded amongst other people for it to be heard. So you're going to find that you can access .eth and .crypto pages on a browser like Web3's Brave browser, but getting that same access on Chrome isn't really possible. It's going to be a lot harder to do. Ubisoft announced its first project in the NFT space titled Ubisoft Quartz. And while this isn't the first time NFTs and games have crossed paths, it is the first time a AAA studio has entered the fray. The rise of ordinal NFTs has once more rekindled this age-old debate about how Bitcoin should be used and what it should be used for. At the moment, though, ordinals show no sign of slowing down, with more and more NFTs being minted to Bitcoin by the day. Welcome to the Money Panda, hosted by Elvis Kolawale. NFTs are at a point where they are still a reliable way for legacy Web2 brands to venture into Web3. At the same time, the space is still largely dominated by projects fueled by hype. Bitcoin's foray into the NFT scene and the emergence of new challenger exchanges are really a good sign of things to come. However, some fundamental questions remain. Can NFTs emerge from riding the wave of crypto performance? And can they truly become much more than another asset for DJs to gamble on? And what does the future really hold for the space? In this episode, I tried to answer these questions and more with Tim Segwitz, the CMO of the Style Protocol. Tim is active in promoting the interoperability of NFTs in the metaverse, and we surely had a very fascinating conversation. So let's get into it, shall we? Hello, everyone. You are welcome to the Money Panda once again. And of course, this is your podcast in which we speak about everything concerning the world of Web3 and the blockchain. And today I have Tim Segwitz, the CMO of the Style Protocol, um, a company that builds decentralized infrastructure to make NFTs interoperable across metaverses. Am I correct? You're totally correct. Thank you for the great <laughs> introduction, Elvis. <laughs> yeah, so um, today uh, we're absolutely going to talk about the future of NFTs. And um, before we dive right into that, um, Tim, I'd like you to give a short intro of you know, what your role is as CMO of Style Protocol, and what's, what that's been like, especially um, within the context of the current market. Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, my name is Tim. I'm the CMO from Style Protocol. And um, my role in the Style Protocol itself is basically uh, overlooking all the operations, what we're doing regarding marketing, growing the community, having cool interactive uh, experiences on our different social media platforms like Telegram, Discord, Twitter, you name the main web three uh, social yeah. medias. Um and yeah, spreading there uh, the world, the word that we exist, um, that we are heavily working in the three D interoperability space with Style Protocol. Um, and yeah, getting the word out there that literally every project who builds a game or builds a metaverse can jump onto our technology we created, um, and being interoperable in these different virtual worlds. So yeah, this is basically what I, I do the whole day at, at Style Protocol. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much, and. I think what you do is like extremely important, especially when 
you you look at the context of NFTs having real utility um, across platforms. It's it's very important um, for these NFTs. For example, um, if if they're supposed to be used in virtual spaces, they they need to be used in different virtual spaces in a way that's easy for people. And um, that's really interesting. Could you touch a little bit more on um, what the progress has actually been like? Because for me personally, I've, I would say I, I've more or less um, lost count of projects that promised, mm -hmm. you know, that they could make um, virtual assets um, to actually work in different metaverses. Because I think that's one of the main bone of, bones of contention when it came to having a metaverse or metaverses or the metaverse as was proposed by meta at some point so um how's it going yes. right now um right now do we already have nfts that are interoperable in different virtual lands and which ones yeah for sure i can definitely that's actually a question you can really really dig deep into um, so I will first start off with, um, yes, there are NFTs which are interoperable. Um, right now, we have around 45 NFT collections we are collabor collaborated with. And any holder of these NFT collections can literally come to our website and say, hey, guys, um, I want to have my NFT in 3D for the 21 different virtual worlds we are actually connected with. So... Um, we 21. have 21 worlds and six, yeah, 21 actually, and um, and six different blockchain games. We are also now integrating the tech. So it's not only like that you can jump with your 3D NFT after it's been made into a virtual world. No, you can also play a um, a shooter game in the future with your character you actually have as an NFT. So this is basically what interoperability means. Interoperability means not that what Zuckerberg says that there will be a metaverse, which is called meta. Um, <laughs> but on the other hand, yes, there maybe will be the metaverse, which is called meta in the future. We don't know. But in my opinion, it will emerge the next one, two, three years, whatever. Um, the main problem, what I want to tell with all of this in a nutshell is meta wants to somewhat centralize all the people into their metaverse and on the other hand you have all of these different decentralized virtual worlds who are actually existing simultaneously so there is on that and that way there's meta on the right side on the left side there is all the decentral decentralized virtual worlds in my opinion there will not be any centralized virtual world where everyone is sitting on it just won't because there is yeah. no possibility in my opinion that Every social expression aspect, every game you can play, every optimized NFT for the future virtual world will be in one world. It just won't. There's also today Call of Duty and Fortnite. Both are super heavy and successful, but yeah. there are totally different games, actually. There's like a cartoon-based shooter, and on, 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 the, uh, on, an, uh, on the other hand, there is like a real world uh war scenario this you see what i mean by that there is yeah not this really one world where everyone will be sitting on it's it's just it just doesn't exist in my opinion in the future so what we aim at our project is bringing all these nfts which you have in your wallet or maybe you have your wallet in the future 
interoperable and optimized into any decentralized virtual world you want to have it. And actually, in our best case scenario at Style Protocol is playing Fortnite with your board ape, Yacht Club, who has a hoodie. That's the best case scenario. But you can also do the exact same thing with your board ape in Decentraland or in Sandbox or in Spatial or in Monoverse, all of these metaverses. So this is basically what interoperability means. Um, if maybe your audience is not really familiar with the term interoperability, it's basically comes down to the explanation, which is really easy. Back in the days, there were Windows and OS, like the system from Apple. You had an MP3 file on Windows, but you couldn't play it on Apple. The MP3 file was then made interoperable on the Apple system that it can be played on both. This is basically what we're doing with 3D NFTs. You have it right now in a virtual world, but you cannot use it in the other one. And we make it usable yeah. in all of them. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I, I think I hope that's... I caught that question. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. So I I, I really I, I really hope, you know, um it, it's something that is um it's something that's really scaled up because I, I think there are a lot of people that do not even know that, you know, their, their NFTs are actually usable in multiple metaverses or virtual worlds at once. And, you know, it might it might limit the scope of usage and like the, the scope of possibilities and even even the sorts of products that could be built um, using those digital assets. So I think that's very something that's very important in the future of nfts um so something i wanted to ask you aside from the metaverse which mm -hmm. we've already talked about which is probably a topic i'll treat on this podcast at some time um which industry do you actually think nfts could re revolutionize because right now nfts have touched the world of domains um of course there's digital arts there is um, the metaverse there is ticketing there is um in some cases, there's documentation of like actual real world assets, proof of ownership, all that, you know, like, is there any one, um, any one use case that you see that is currently like criminally underutilized right now? Healthcare. Healthcare. Ooh, okay. In what way? Yep. The thing is with healthcare is... um. Imagine you're sitting at your doctor and your left shoulder hurts. But the doctor you are actually in because you travel to another country and you're at not another doctor, not your regular doctor where you're at maybe. You have like mm -hmm. a general regular doctor where you can go through for any pain you have. Um, both of the doctors need to somehow get to know your past um, injuries, maybe. Maybe the left shoulder comes from a, a injury who was two years ago or who, who was happening two years ago from an accident because you, you felt in your garden while you were seeding a plant or something like that. I don't really know where the shoulder pain came from. Right now, because I live in Germany, you have to sign a document that the other doctor gets access to the documents from the other doctor. A blockchain can literally handle this via signing a wallet and you have all your documents signed uh, um, behind a signing message 
on your blockchain. And if you just give the go to a doctor, you assign the message and both of the doctors can see simultaneously your injuries from the past. Yeah. And and these documents can simply It's be, a basic easy yeah. exactly, yeah. And these documents are NFTs, yeah. Yeah, and they can be updated in real time, I suppose. Exactly. Mm. And... That's in my opinion one of the use cases I see in the future and are the most underestimated. Because it's like, like you said, it's proof of ownership. Yeah, I know maybe it's a weird field seeing the healthcare industry as a proof of ownership. But hey, um, wouldn't it be cool if you were skiing in Switzerland, um, but you're actually living in South Africa, but you bro broke your leg in, 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 in Switzerland and maybe you are you have an allergy against a a different type of a bit different type of medication but the other doctor doesn't know it and he gives it to you and you get the uh, allergy against it you know what i mean to verify these documents between multiple doctors that's maybe a healthcare thing but i like actually the idea hmm. and something like that brings me another question but i think it's it's I think that's something we might not be able to treat um, because I was thinking, for example, if someone needed to, if, if, for example, a lot of us wanted to have our healthcare records on the blockchain as NFTs, um, which it, it, it will kind of require all of us to eventually choose a certain blockchain network that's going to be some sort of a standard because we, we can't quite have our records minted on different blockchains at the same time. And that might require some sort of a coalition that is kind of centralized. And, you know, it, it, it brings up lo lots of different questions. But, but, but hey, I, I really like that. Um, I really like that because I, I think that's something that's really underused. So we could explore that even more. And, okay, something else we should treat. Are there arguments that you have against the use of NFTs in certain industries right now? Because I, for one, for example, there are lots of ways I feel like NFTs do not need to be baked in. You know, for example, yep. so, on, on the most fundamental level, right? Something like art. I feel that there are some artists, some digital artists who um simply selling NFTs because they, they more or less sell NFTs now, they don't quite sell the art anymore. And that not mm -hmm. only commodifies the art, it kind of cheapens the value, the, the intrinsic value that's supposed to be there, you know, beyond the monetary value. You know, if I feel like it does mm -hmm. reduce um, its intrinsic value and that's that's just not good, maybe for the longevity of the art market in the long term, but that's just me. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. of course, you yep. have to you have to admit that yes, um, the art market was one of the ways that NFTs, you know, got really popular. But I feel like it's not something that has to be baked into every piece of art. So for you, do you think there is any one way you feel NFTs probably should not be used? Yes, one hundred percent. The music industry. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> yep, I give you. I give you a big why. Why should why should be a piece of music an NFT? It's basically the question. Why it's basically the core question. Why should be a piece of music an NFT? 
it's the I, same for art because when you translate it you you see where i'm going why yeah. should actually be an art piece in the real world be an nft why should be a musical piece an nft yeah and it's different from say if you're trying to create a new standard of ownership over your song perhaps over your publishing rights or, or over like maybe like exactly. legitimize ownership of the piece of art but this is not that this is literally the NFT being the product. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Both, yeah. yeah. In both. my opinion, the, the royalty system, how the music industry works with, with Spotify and all of that, I know that somehow musicians um, really get only like a really sm small piece of the cake if they make great music because obviously the the um, the labels, etc. get a big chunk of that. Um, but honestly... In my opinion, in the music industry, NFT is actually what you're saying in the beginning. It's a access to something, maybe a access to a concert, a access to maybe a platform where only NFT holders, when you translate it to community building, has access to a Discord from the from the from the art um, from the from the musician itself, mm -hmm. but not really as the piece, like the raw piece of music. And then most of the people have the idea that they split somehow the royalty through crypto, that the art piece of music is actually an NFT. In my opinion, in the music industry, it just doesn't make sense because it's it's. we know that there are many gatekeepers in the music industry, yes. But on the other hand, where aren't they? They're basically in every industry every where you industry. start. It's mm. it, it's it's just another, in my opinion, it's just another way around um, regarding 100% the music industry, which is just working. I know we have Apple Music, we have Spotify, there are the streaming services. Um, because I have like a a, a bit of a um, musical background because I played uh, very very much hours of of piano and also had some releases on Spotify, etc. That's why I, I jumped into the music industry. Um. So yeah, in my opinion, it just does not make sense when you compare it to the art itself. The music piece itself, I mean, it's just, a, it's hard to say, but it's just an MP3. And if you load it up <laughs> onto Spotify, which costs you $5, everyone can hear it. And if it's good, you have success. You, you will find a label in the future, maybe. But for this digital art piece of the raw music itself, it just doesn't need to be an NFT. It, it Most of the time, it can be an access, obviously, into something. Access into, like I said before, access into a, a digital realm or a real-world uh, event or something like that. But it just doesn't make sense to me. Even when you're when you when you're um, when you're thinking about the the law or regulatory regulatory stuff um, regarding the music industry what you actually have to work around with that nft that it's like your one and not the label one anymore and how to split the royalties yeah you can't do that with this good smart contract that you throw up throw around the royalties but yeah i don't know man why it's... should a fan why should a fan get a revenue of a music piece from the art uh, from the from the musician itself they just they only have like this small piece of the pie and then also the fans get redis reimbursed while listening to the music it just doesn't make sense to me honestly mm. Mm. wow that's that's true 
but you also have to consider like the fact that the publishing revenue actually has to be gotten from centralized sources as well you know yes. uh, yeah that's that is quite a mess <laughs> yeah i mean we we know that spotify somewhat makes steps into the web3 world by um actually offering um these uh i don't really I guess they made a step into Web3. I 100% cannot recall how they made it, but somewhat also regarding playlists, etc. But it's not for the musician itself. And it also came down under the radar. And to me, it just it's just... Long story short, it's the wrong industry to have NFTs in, in my opinion. Again, <laughs> access for something totally great, but nothing else. It just works. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I get that. I think I agree with you. Um, okay, well, but on a different note, I'd like to know, you know, um, aside from the style protocol, which I, I feel is definitely something, you know, that should be encouraged because... That interoperability is so, 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 so crucial for any future um, that the metaverse is going to have. Besides that, is there any other product, NFT-based product that actually inspires you and that you really like? Actually, yes, but um, it's not public right now. I mean, I can talk about it. That's really no problem. Um, okay, but, at least uh, what does the, it do? The, you don't need to mention it if you don't want to mention it. At least, what does it actually do? Yeah, I also wouldn't wouldn't name the name of the company oh, okay. itself, but I just say, but I just say what it does. Okay. Um, it lets you search three D NFTs and at the same time validate them. Hmm. Hmm. I see. Basically, um, the thing is in. In in the in in the future when there are three D um, NFTs and you play in a shooter game, obviously someone can just get the Blender file and copy it. Yeah. The search engine who can actually validate NFT itself that it it that it is from original NFT collection, you basically can see who has the copy and who has the original. Hmm. I was gonna say. I was going to say, like, um, tools like that exist, but do they exist? I, I'm, I was trying to think if Nansen has something similar to that. Do they? Nansen. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm every, every day researching 3D news, um, because it's very, very important for us because we create 3D models out of NFTs. So, um, that's the first thing in the morning. I research, um, AI. And if it's possible to create 3D models with AI and also 3D news. So, um, yeah, there is this company who actually make this 3D model research um, when we have like further developed blockchain games and more and more 3D NFTs. Um, and they're actually getting really big. They are funded by Uniswap and Uniswap is actually quite huge. Yeah. So um they have a really chunk amount of that and even from a decentralized uh decentralized exchange which is also pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're actually in the talks with them because we basically build 3D things and they build 3D things and then we just find some synergies, etc. And that was actually a cool run to, to um, we actually have gotten an API key from them to literally test if their 3D search engine works with our models. So 
quite wow. cool actually wow that's good that's actually good i'd like to like have a look at that and see how it actually works out and i think um the the, the long-term um, adoption of something like this also depends greatly on like what happens with game fight because i've been quite worried you know just just like the metaverse like game fight has suffered from a lot of things such as um, um unviable economies in game economies yep sometimes you know some lack of liquidity and in the, in the um for their tokens sometimes it's it's stuff as 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 simple as you know um the games being limited in scope and gamers wanting more and for some reason the game studios are not exactly producing a lot more to play they, they seem a, a little like preoccupied with tokenomics it's <laughs> not quite a game <laughs> oh they oh, they act, they actually build really great stuff i, I guess yeah. you, you need to dig you need to dig a bit deeper in there but i can tell you some gaming studios who are actually building like real triple a shooters you they know are what insane you know what how about you mention a few to me? I'm going to get off this call and I'm going to have a look at the products of those. Don't need to mention any games, just the studios. Just the studios. Because I want to expand my Gun. scope on that, definitely. Cool, yeah. What yeah, I, I give you the main one to research, but I guess it's enough. Um, it, it's a great, it, it's one, in my opinion, one of the greatest ones. It's called Gunzilla, like gun, okay. like the gun, and then Zilla, okay. Gunzilla. Okay. Actually, really, really great gaming studio. And also the gaming studio who is behind one of our partners, which is Rage Effect. So you can research which game studio sits behind the game Rage Effect. This is a really great okay. one. Um, And what else do we have? Let's. Uh, what is the gaming studio behind the other game we're partnered with? Damn. Uh, I forgot it. Sorry. Okay. But these, no but these two, you you definitely see what is actually uh, what is actually on development right now. And Rage Effect is actually in beta, and they are a a first person shooter on uh, on Solana, and also. Um, working with the unity engine and we basically have the sdk for the unity engine and they're in 95 percent of building uh, of integrating the engine into their game so that we Lovely. can actually bring all our 3d models directly into rage effect so you can actually play with a board ape in rage effect which is really cool like a board ape wow. running around with a gun and have having a shooter game really great wow that's nice that's that's really really nice and it, it'll be very It'll be great to actually um, have um, have people like verify like whether you have an actual board ape or you have an ape that decided to draw on Blender. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's so. that's the thing. I mean, um, if 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 you actually have a board ape, I mean, we actually build also tech to validate that too. So if you actually come to us and have a board ape in your wallet, and we create the three D model for your board ape. And you sell the original NFT, so you sell the original board ape. We have a smart contract setup who checks that every 24 hours. And if you sold it, the 3D avatar from your board ape also transfers to the new wallet. So wow. it's not attached to the, to the old wallet, actually. So if you sell it, wow. you, you basically get then also a free 3D model from your board ape. Wow. Wow. That's that's actually kind of cool. I, I never thought that that would be I mean, a thing. 
you need to build that for interoperability. So it's it's just that's really yeah. really cool. I love that. I love that. And I think stuff like that is going to encourage like more usership um in GameFi because of course um like I said um GameFi's success is going to be really crucial for what goes on um with tools like the um 3D avatar validator and um yeah. and generally for NFTs because gaming is a very big driver of um NFT usage and I'm looking forward to that happening yep. in the near future. So thank you so much, Tim, for meeting with me. I don't think we have so much more time. Um, the thing is, I'll have, I'll have wanted us to talk more because definitely, I, I, I think even beyond, um, even beyond documentation, proof of ownership, um, NFT games, play to earn games, and metaverse. There's still so much um, that NFTs probably have to provide. You know, there's there's so much that NFTs can not just give to the Web3 space, but also people who are entrenched in Web2 as well. And possibly, of yep. course, converts a lot of doubters. And I love what y'all are building at Style Protocol. Like that's it's really, really going to be crucial. So I really, really thank you for coming through and having this conversation. So um, if you've been listening, this is Tim Segwitz from Style Protocol, and we've been talking about the future of NFTs, and he has just put me on some studios that I'm going to have a look at. And I'm also going to be looking forward to a project that's probably in stealth mode right now that's going to validate 3D game avatars, NFT avatars. <laughs> And I definitely have a lot to look forward to now. And um I'm I'm grateful for this. So um thank you, thank you so much, Tim. Um we're definitely going to speak much more. And um, um if you're still here, um see you on the next one. Thank you so much. Bye.